0: Block talk radio. Have you ever wondered why it's happening
1: again? Welcome to Mind Shifters Radio. With the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael Rice. I'm Jeannie Rice, your co-host. Michael and I will share with you the wisdom of the ancient Aramaic internal process of forgiveness. We offer tools and support five days a week. We will support you in building a solid foundation within yourself to live in pure love in Aramaic Rachma. Michael is the author of Why Is This Happening to Me Again? For more information on Michael, or myself, or forgiveness, please visit www.yagain.org. And now, your co-hosts, the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael and Jeannie Rice. Hi, and welcome to the show. Today is Tuesday, April the 26th, 2016. And our calling number is 646-200- 4169 And press 1 And that puts you in queue to talk to us And we would love to hear your comments And your questions Because that makes this your show Welcome Michael
2: Thank you dear heart Welcome everybody We are honored and delighted that you are here To share this space with us As we move forward with our understanding Of the first century Aramaic forgiveness process First of all, to report that mom is doing well. We talked yesterday and asked everybody's support for Jeannie's mom, and they put her in ICU, and they put her through all the tests and all the all the everything, and I think that um, she was going through a healing crisis because they couldn't find a thing wrong. And uh, just some energy moving and not something that necessarily is comprehended in that uh that feel what real healing looks like as somebody processes through things. But actually, Jeannie had a, a similar uh, occurrence I don't know, last year when we were in Costa Rica. Actually, it might be two years ago now. I had a, a similar physiological response, which we breathed through and just held the space for. And it. it took about, uh, I don't know, I don't remember exactly, maybe 10, 15 minutes to go through, but with some pretty intense physiological stuff that came from her early experience as a child where she had what was called side pleurisy and went back through the healing of that. and So I'm thinking that, and, of course, we probably will never really know because uh, that's not something that uh, is looked for in the medical community. Healing uh, was looked at its symptoms and the eradication of symptoms as opposed to understanding the movement of energy and what's happening. But I suspect that mom was in just a major healing crisis and, She went through a layer, and uh, all seems to be well. She did get a pretty clean bill of health. They ended up doing catheterization on her, uh, and uh, they told her her arteries were in great shape, and uh, her heart, her valves, everything's perfect, and so so she's rocking. So thank everybody for holding the space, and it also wouldn't surprise me if whatever was going on with all the support happening just dissolved and disappeared. So anyway... Thank you, everybody, for your support. And it kind of points to, in a sense, this whole process of healing and how healing can be pretty chaotic looking. You know, when you recognize that we are energetic beings, not physical beings, and that when an energy moves within this system, there's a reflection of that energy symptomatically then realize that in order for we as energy beings to function wholly as we are designed to we have to free ourselves of everything in the system that is not whole and thinking in terms you know we talked yesterday a little bit about the idea of When somebody has something that's less than love within them, that something comes forward and formulates projected images out of the brain cell structure into one's brain's image of another and the crazy things that can show up in people's minds from the content of their structures playing out in relationship, in community. And a very well-known step in the formulation of community is that if a community of people is going to come together, there's going to be some chaos in the forming of that community, which basically simply is a reflection of the fact that in order for people to come together and function truly as love... With each other Real true community And when we say function is love We're saying function as real Honest to God human beings Recognizing that If you hold a newborn child The newborn child is The absolute presence of love And that's the essence Of each of us If we come together with others And there are energies That are less than love within us Before we can Really, truly be in harmony with each other, those things which are not like love are going to tend to surface and they're going to have to be worked through. And oftentimes, this becomes a block to forming community because people not realizing that when something moves in them, we have this capacity as human beings to form pictures, realities and that the pictures and the realities that form in our minds are all reflections of the contents of our minds, not necessarily reflections of what's happening in the world, that as people come together, the hostility, the fear, the sadness, the grief, the rage, the pain, the drama, the trauma that each carries into the relationship, sooner or later is going to surface in each of those minds. You know, you put two people in a room together long enough and often enough and they're going to step on each other's realities. And when each person involved in that situation can recognize and own the output of their own minds, can own their own perceptual realities rather than pretend that they belong to someone else, then community develops as people are able to do that. But when they're not things can look pretty crazy in the forming of community. So if a, peop, a group of people come together to, let's say, for instance, create relationship around the commitment from the Healing Through Relationships workshop, you know, I, I promise to trust you enough to tell you the truth and treat you lovingly, gently, and with respect. Well, if people choose to live that, and as they integrate that thought, I'm going to treat you lovingly, gently, and with respect. Everything that's unlike love, gentleness, and respect is going to have to surface in each individual involved in that community for healing. And once it surfaces, when people can take ownership and remove what never belonged, then that individual having removed or forgiven their hostility, fear, rage, grief, guilt, drama, or trauma, the tendency for that to play out diminishes. But in the early phases of community, it can be crazy time. Now, there's pseudo-community, and that's where everybody plays nice with each other and pretends that there's nothing in anyone that's based in hostility or fear. And so pseudo-community forms, where it appears like everything's nice, but under the surface, when people start telling the truth of what's going on inside of them, there's a lot of chaos, a lot of pain, a lot of drama, and a lot of trauma brought by everyone to the party. That is, those old generational dynamics have to show up in the mind and be cleaned up in order to be free of them. And so recognizing that chaos is a step in forming community, you know, people come together in relationship, let's say just as a community of two people in a marriage, Everything unlike love in each of those two people that's triggered by their partner is going to have to be worked through. Elsewise, it will be projected into the individual's pictures of their partners. And the tendency will be to think that, well, you know, my partner makes me sad, mad, afraid, whatever. When the truth is, if I'm sad, mad, or afraid, it's because. There's sad, mad, or afraid in me. And as I take responsibility for that, and I forgive that, then I can form a deeper bond and a deeper relationship with my partner because I've been able to own those things and instead of putting them into my brain's image of others, I get to play them out. And so to refrain from playing out the game of hostility and fear, that's brought by everybody to some degree, at least out of their generational patterns. And to work through those things is what allows community connectedness to deepen and a clear space of love to show up because each person involved in the community has owned the parts of themselves. And it's such an important piece in community building has owned the parts of themselves based in hostility or fear, and chosen to forgive those parts, creating real, true relationship and deepening community. And so the ultimate goal of this work is to create a world community where seven and a half people, billion people come together, and each having handled their hostility and fear rather than putting it into their brain's image of others when it's triggered into activity take responsibility forgives those things and ends up in deepened community because they have chosen to handle those things that are less than love within themselves and so that's a step in whether it's the community of two coming together in a family situation or whether it's a larger global community and Of course, the challenges are huge in doing that. The more complex the interaction of people becomes, the more people involved, the more dynamics that come to the table. You can certainly understand why a lot of authoritarian dynamics have kind of taken over on the planet because instead of having to deal with the internalized conflicts if the authority instills enough fear and trauma in others, then each person involved holds their tongue and plays the way the authority requires them to, at least on the surface. It doesn't create real community, true community, but it does, at least in a sense, allow people to get things done to a certain degree, and So, where otherwise it wouldn't be possible. So to uh, to be able to deal with those authoritarian dynamics to let them go from within us we've all been raised in authoritarian structures to some degree and to just be supportive and recognize that each of us is the author of what we experience and if we don't like what we experience and we choose to engage in forgiveness which is the tool of removal then we remove those things based in hostility or that we don't wish to experience, and we get to come into closer connectedness with each other. So that's where I'd like to start with our uh, our conversation today. And again, we're appreciative of the fact that you're here to join us. Let's say hello to Dr. Tim. Dr. Tim, are you with us today? I am here.
3: Wonderful. Here. Well, what's exciting in your world, sir? Well, you know, I think. It's kind of mundane. People are going to have heard me say this before many times. What's exciting in my world is that I get to share these tools. And I was once again this morning talking with someone, and they were saying, well, you know, when this happens, it just makes me this, that, or the other thing. One thing in particular, so when this happens, if it happens this way, I know my whole day is going to go badly. And it's some kind of a puzzle that they like to do that they get daily. And the person literally said, you know, if I, if I solve the puzzle, it's just a fabulous day. And if I can't solve that puzzle, I just know my whole day is going to be rotten. And I had a chance to try to introduce this person to the possibility that that thought pattern is what's, making the day pleasant or not so pleasant and it's a self-created process and that's exciting for me to actually be able to help somebody understand that they're a prisoner in their own mind and they've created the prison they've locked the door they've thrown away the key and then they've created a hallucination in their mind that says all these other people and events outside of them are what's making them unhappy. So that's exciting for me, and I get to do that on a regular basis and I'm I'm very happy about that. Cool.
2: The prison of belief, I actually oh every couple of weeks or so I post once again on my Facebook page uh, a little video that talks about the invisible prison. And or at least the introduction I, I talk about the invisible prison which can be more powerful a prison than one with iron bars because at least the iron bars are seen uh, the iron bars which imprison people and those who don't know they're in a prison really have difficulty getting out of it And the video is one where a dog goes to the door and its master opens the door and there's a screen door that had been, I guess at one time, gla- had glass in it. And the glass is now gone. So there's no glass in the, you know, what was the glass or the screen door. And the dog stands with the main door open, but the screen door, the frame, which is empty, still being open. The dog stands and waits for their master to open. The second door before they'll go out, <laughs> and, and in the in the video, the the master actually steps out through what was once the glass door, where there's now no glass, and opens the door from the outside. So the dog and the dog gladly walks through it once the door is opened. But even though there's no glass in it anymore, the dog won't walk through it. And when it comes back, it'll stand and bark, and the master will come to the door and step out through the glass that isn't there and open the door for the dog but the dog doesn't get that there's no glass in the door anymore <laughs> the invisible prison so it is amazing how we can create prisons for ourselves and and it is amazing how forgiveness can free us from those prisons if we're willing to uh to move in that direction let's check with – oh, go ahead,
3: Tim. Well, I was just going to say that that's a wonderful way to demonstrate that, and yet people will laugh with me when I show them that video and talk to them about it, and just have – they hold so tightly to what they already believe that they won't apply that to themselves. And the you know that's the one, challenge, isn't it? Right. One of the people today was just vehement about how what I was saying might apply to somebody else but not to them. And you know, I I I love the 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 piece that you bring in from uh, the series of the, of lessons and the uh, the title of the talk is um Course in Miracles, A New Beginning. And in there it says, okay, so we understand how difficult it is for you to let go of your identification. So let's just say, instead of saying, okay, I'm all wrong, let's just say, at least I can say with certainty that I am uncomfortable and I don't like how this feels. And so then the next step is to say, I hope there's another way to look at this that might let me feel differently. At least I can move to that. That's not saying I'm wrong. It's just saying perhaps there's another way to look at this. Since I don't like the way I'm feeling, let's hope there's something different. It, but it's tricky because once I identify with something and I pour a lot of energy into that, it feels very threatening when somebody tries to challenge that belief in me. And I have, to oh, yes. really, I have to really struggle with letting go of my identification with this idea or belief before it's even possible for me to consider something else.
2: Yeah, and those who are stuck in that position can become so vicious when their false position is challenged. It's just amazing. You know, that was basically the conversation at the intro yesterday. It's just how amazingly vicious someone can become if there's vicious content within their minds when anything they believe is challenged, that their stress goes up, and, and they can become pretty, uh, pretty wild in, in the way they perceive and the way they behave in the world. It's, it's just amazing. Well, Jeannie tells us that we have a hand up in the phone queue. So let's say hello to our caller and see what's on their mind.
1: Okay, and Michael, I don't know if your microphone just dropped down under your chin, but you just got muffled when you said that. So oh, okay, is, the caller, that is It is much better. Air Area code 219, okay, you're on the air. Who do we have? Tabitha.
0: Tabitha.
2: Hi, Tabitha, where are you calling from?
0: Missouri. From Missouri.
2: Oh, great! Well, welcome to the show. How can we support you today?
0: Uh, well, I'm having some issues at home and at work. I wanted to see if I was heading to the right path.
2: Well, we'll do our best to support you in, in getting clear on it.
0: And I also was wondering if the if my mom is still looking over at me. Or have, to say to or have anything to say to me? I've been wanting her to come see me, but I I see her in dreams.
2: I take it your mom has passed. Yes. Uh, okay. So how can we help you to uh, to determine or support you in some way to determine if you're uh, heading in the right direction? What's what's happening in your life?
0: I just got a lot of issues going on and am I doing the right thing or should I turn around and go back?
2: (laughs) Well, of course, that's not... I put
0: my effort out to try to make the best of things.
2: Right. Well, the focal point of our work here is that if I'm moving in a direction and I'm experiencing some form of resistance to that direction, if I'm experiencing some form of hostility or fear, is that there is a tool from the first century Aramaic language called forgiveness, which with with which, pardon me, if I engage in it, I can remove that hostility or fear. And so rather than, you know, I I wouldn't presume to say, yes, you're going in the right direction or no, you're not. But if you're moving in a direction and what's being served up from within you is some form of hostility or fear, your direction may be absolutely perfect. You can't tell what your direction is from the hostility or fear that comes up in you, but you can engage in the process of forgiveness and remove that hostility or fear and, you know, you may be in a a very intense, painful position moving in exactly the right direction, and it's that intense pain that needs to be overcome to accelerate and to continue in that new direction. And so I'd invite you to look at the forgiveness process, and you can get it free on our website, which is www.whyagain.com. And if you go to that website... If you just scroll down a little bit in about the middle of the page, you'll see a red and white bullseye. If you click on that, it'll open a whole series of links that will step-by-step take you into and walk you through a worksheet we call the wake-up sheet that is about how you remove the resistance from within yourself. And so oftentimes people can be moving perfectly in exactly the right direction and all kinds of things are coming up for them to heal. And so the the direction or the support we would offer would be, well, here's how you would heal that which your mind is producing that puts you in some form of hostility or fear. So I might invite you to go to the website, again, whyagain.org, click on the bullseye, and start reading through those links. And step by step, uh, there are... You know, the first link is Chapter 24 of my book, Wise. It's happening to me again. It's all about the internal first century Aramaic process of forgiveness. The second link takes you to the actual wake-up sheet or worksheet that we teach called Reality Management. So you could, you know, copy that from the website, print it out. And then the third link takes you to a number of radio shows where, we walk people through the whole forgiveness process step by step by step. And so I'd invite you to, uh, you know, perhaps take a look at that, do some worksheets, and see what comes up for you.
0: I'd like to know. Say it again. Who, Who am I forgiving?
2: Well, here's the thing. We've been taught an errant concept about forgiveness. You know, let's say you and I interact, let's say right here on this show, you say something that just brings up all kinds of anger in me. Now, the normal person in this culture would say, well, when I talked to her, she really infuriated me. She made me so angry. And what we would offer to someone who would say such a thing is, that's a lie the mind is telling me that you're the cause of my anger and the culture that lives in the lie that everybody else is the cause of what's going on inside of them would then say, well, you know, if she makes you so angry, you should just forgive her for that. You should let her off the hook for that. And we would offer never do that because that's not forgiveness that's pardoning but if you and I interact and that fury and rage comes up in me real forgiveness the first century Aramaic forgiveness that we're talking about would be a tool with which I would go inside myself and remove my anger and rage then clear of my anger and rage I'd look wide-eyed at you and say gee you know when you did what you did for a moment there my mind thought you were making me angry and I realized that my anger belongs to me thank you for showing it to me I didn't know that was in me you just gave me the gift of working through something inside of me that was very painful and now that I've forgiven my anger, so I apply forgiveness to my anger and freed myself of it, I've let go of a burden. Thank you for supporting me. So it, it turns the whole game around from the way the world teaches forgiveness. So forgiveness, if it, the, the the culture's idea of forgiveness is letting somebody off the hook. The first century Aramaic idea of forgiveness that we're putting out there is that it's a tool to remove hostility, fear, sadness, grief, rage, drama, or trauma. So in the context okay, of your question, so now moving I... in the right direction. Well, give me a second. Yes,
0: uh, in in the context of your question,
2: question. Oh, 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 well, hold on for just a second. Let me just complete a thought here. So in the context of your original question, if I'm moving in a direction and up comes my anger, I forgive my anger and I have a clearer mind to move in that direction. It's not the outside that causes what happens on the inside. And if something comes up in me, I forgive as to that which comes up in me, and I free myself of that interfering energy. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I had an incident that happened last night, and usually I would right. get enraged and stuff, but the way the other person approached, he made me realize that you sound like me, like I would be, and I don't want to be that. (laughs) And it kind of put some thoughts in my head. So kind of give you an example of
2: something you weren't. Awesome. Nice to have friends like that, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Cool.
2: Although sometimes it can take you aback for a minute and take your breath away. uh, It definitely is a gift when... When someone can show you a different way of uh, of being, and our
3: right. the whole
2: basis of this work, you know, have have you ever held a newborn child? Yes. Oh yeah. If you went back to if you went back to the moment where you first held that newborn, and you were to describe the essence of the newborn, what word would would you you use? Credible. <laughs> hmm.
0: I don't. It's hard to explain when you hold a a baby. It's,
2: it it's is. It's so awesome. It's,
0: just, it's it's awesome. Yeah. It's just. It's unbelievable. It's
2: awesome. Right. So so the whole basis of the work we're doing here is to recognize when you tap into that energy of the newborn is awesome. It's beautiful. It's sweetness. It's love. Is to recognize that that's who you and I are. And if we're moving in our lives in a direction and something less than that comes up in us, our job is to forgive, to remove that so we can move with clarity and love through the world and produce results based in that clarity, in that sweetness and that love and take responsibility for anything that's less than that. And if it's, takes us out of the truth of who we are as love to remove that which blocks our awareness of love so that we can come back to that awareness and really, truly live in that space. It's a, it's a pretty
4: big
0: challenge. Yeah. (laughs) I'm always trying to be nice.
2: (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's hard to be nice sometimes. (laughs) Well, And and the reason why it's hard to be nice is because there's something in us that's less than nice. And when I apply forgiveness to that, you know, again, if you and I interact and up comes this, you know, this rough edge in me, I can forgive that rough rough edge and move forward in smoothness and truth as the presence of love, which is what I am. So you might go to the website. That's it. Forgiveness is the removal of that in me that takes me out of the truth of who I am is love.
1: It's not,
2: as the culture has told us, letting other people off the hook because there's something less than sweetness moving in me. So each time I interact with somebody in the world who brings up my sadness, my fear, my rage, my guilt, my grief, my pain my gossip, my slander, my vengeance, each time I interact and somebody brings that up, if I apply forgiveness, I'll free myself of that. I'll free myself of that. I'll free myself of that until those things are simply no longer in me. And if they're no longer in me, then I can't experience them, no matter what the world does. The world was never the cause of those things in the first place. The world certainly could trigger those things into activity, but as I choose to become a conflict-free, hostility- and fear-free being, then I tend to move in the world as the space of love rather than the space of some form of hostility or fear. And that's the whole bottom line of what this work that we're doing, this first century Aramaic Forgiveness work is about. And that's what the tools are on the website. And as I say, if you click on that bullseye, it'll walk you right through how to use that tool.
0: Oh, I definitely will. Awesome.
2: Awesome. Well, any other thoughts or questions we can support you with?
0: Well, my mom's always been a kind-hearted woman. Is maybe right. there to help me try to keep my cool?
3: <laughs>
2: well, it, it wouldn't surprise me a bit. I, you know, we don't do psychic-type readings or anything like that, but I think that anyone that we're connected with, especially out of that space of love, whether they're in their bodies or not, are still linked and connected to us and supporting us. Yes.
0: All um. right. Well, that's good to know, because she was a very likable and lovable person.
2: Awesome. How long ago did Ever. you pass?
0: Oh, um, I think it was like 98 or 89. It's been a while. Mm-hmm.
2: Long time ago. Yeah. Well, we, we hold the space that you're able to receive communication and connectedness from her and, uh, and be supported by her sweetness, still today
0: oh yeah i think of it all the time
2: (laughs) cool i want to be like fabulous (laughs) there you go all right very good well thank you very much for your call and uh if you tap into the worksheet and you put it to work if any questions come up that's what we're here for in the show call us back and ask your question and we'll gladly answer it and support you through the process
0: all right thank you very much okay blessings thanks for your call
2: up to love and our calling number is 646-200-4169 and if you have a question for us and you're in the phone queue and you push one through the magic of technology little hand goes up in the uh, in the uh, control panel on Jeannie's computer and she knows you want to talk to us so Jeannie, is there anything happening with anybody in the chat room or anybody with a hand up at this moment
1: No, it's so quiet in the chat room, and nobody has their hand up, so if someone presses one, you're first in line without waiting.
2: And we've got lots of space left for conversation, so if you've got a question for us, if you've got some way we can support you, push one. And we're having a conversation. You know, sometimes people are like, well, I'll often talk to people and say, well, I, I don't put my hand up and listen to the show all the time. But I don't ask questions because my voice would, might be shaky or, you know, I might not sound good on the, on the show. Well, you know, we'd invite you to let go of any concerns in that regard. And if your voice is shaky, if you're nervous, that's perfectly fine. We're perfectly okay for that, with that, and that's what we're here to hold the space for. So if you have a question for us and you're feeling a little nervous, go ahead and push one anyway. Ask your question. We have a hand. We we can handle shaky voices. Let's go for it.
1: Okay. It's area code 517. You're on the air. Hi, Michael, Jeannie, and Tim. How's
4: everybody doing? Rex. Hey,
2: hey, we're rocking, young man. How are you, sir?
4: I'm doing well. Very well. I had a couple things that uh, took place here in the last couple of days I thought was um, pretty cool. They're simple, but yet sometimes the simplest experience, I think, can really be the most rewarding as far as teaching school. So I thought it would be helpful to just share them. One was I was riding my bike with my dog the other day, and... I, I had I'd fallen. It was a mild fall. I just kind of lost control of the front tire and just went down. And I was going slow, so I just caught myself. It was a non-event, right? Um, and then I went about my ride and came back home, and then we had um, a lot of work that we did this week and blah, blah, blah. And about a week later, um, I had noticed when I went to do my ride again, do another ride, that my clicker that I used to help, you know, for teaching my dog was gone. And I couldn't find it. And I thought, well, what did I do? And I looked around. And I looked around the house. I couldn't find it. I thought, well, doggone, I must have lost it. And then and then I was riding today and before I went for my ride today, this is about three or four days later since I noticed it was gone, uh, we've had rain and it's, you know, the woods is a woods. It's, it's dense woods with a lot of leaves and trees and I've made some trails through that. And uh it, so I'm riding, and I, I think, I think I'll go in the woods. And I said, what if my clicker's in the woods? And I thought, well, that's like a needle in the haystack. The clicker's literally about an uh, inch and a half, two inches long, and about a half inch thick and a half inch, or about an inch wide. So really small, and it's purple, so it would stick out. I would think, but, man, in the woods, you know, how would you see something like that? So I'm just riding along and enjoying my ride. And, and then the thought came, and this was early in the morning. I thought, well, maybe I, I lost a clip in the woods. I said, well, that's really, that's really going to be hard to find, and I let it go. And as I'm riding along, uh, a voice, which was in my voice, I would interpret it as being in my voice, it said like this. It was my own thought, kind of like. And it said, uh, The clicker is right where you fell. I thought, Oh, well, that's a good idea. <laughs> I thought, what, What's the clicker doing? Okay, well. And so I rode to the spot, got off my bike, less than 30 seconds. Of looking, I was not exaggerating at all. Well, I might have been exaggerating a little bit, but it seems pretty short duration of time. Um, and I looked down, and there it was. Picked it up, put it in my pocket. Thank the universe for reflecting to me intuitively where my picture was because I wanted it. And what I got out of that is, and I've been seeing this over and over again, that, uh, you know, as I share with my clients and I share with myself and I affirm myself, that the creative energy always says yes, and it's up to me to direct it in a a manner that is loving and kind and compassionate, and all those qualities, and when I'm in a fearful or hostile state, I am directing it to reflect to me my fearful and hostile state, and when I'm directing it from love, I'm directing it to reflect to me my love and my beingness, and in that it always says yes. And I've said this over and over again, and what a clear representation of that. I, it was kind of like riding into the wind the other day and having the wind blowing from every direction because I was asking for it to show me, in my content, I had resistance. So it was a great way for nature to show me my own resistance. And that was another way of saying yes, because like we know in the laws of living course, um, it's no respecter of individuals or persons. Law is no respecter of individual or persons. It just exists as law and functions consistently all the time. So I thought that was pretty cool because it reaffirmed to me that this was a small thing, quote, and putting a small thing on it, but it was quite miraculous because I didn't spend any time, quote, looking for the clicker other than that moment or so, but I was guided directly to where it was which was in line with my highest inspiration regarding the flicker. And I thought, wow, the universe is always functioning from a state of humility. Humility, as I understand it, is to see the highest and best in myself and see the highest and best in another and join with the highest and best intentions of another. And from a loving place, I was just exampling, hey, I'd like to clicker the bat. Oh, I'm going to have to go buy another one. That's okay. the only like full boxes on this video. I'll go and buy another one. And then I thought about it today, and it's like, I'd really like that clicker back. bat. And lo and behold, the reflection was the universe joining with my highest and best intention and, and, and giving it to me without me having to put a whole lot of um, you know, concerted time and energy and effort to make it happen. And it was like, whoa, that was cool. So, so any huh. thoughts or comments on that? Yes.
2: I was just gonna say, it sounds like a good lesson in listening to your intuition and knowing that uh, that each of us has a guidance system that, if we're willing to listen to it, will always give us direction, and that direction That's is exactly. infallible.
4: Exactly. And it's, I'm saying it more all the time in all different types of areas in my life. And in, in, a, in a contrast, um, this, this piece was about perception, and I'll share now, and it's really quite unique. It's, it's simple. Um, I, I make a conscious effort when a client comes to my home and I'm getting ready for a session to be present, conscious, active, love and to be seeing things, watching their body language, what kind of clothing they're wearing, you know, and all these things can reflect whatever it is they might be working at. You know, it's just little um, nuances that I've developed as far as a skill of observing. So I a client come over yesterday, walked in the door, and has a shirt on. And the shirt on it said, Gypsy Soul. And I, I saw Gypsy Soup. Now, P and L don't look anything alike. (laughs) But my content saw it. I saw Gypsy. And before I even read the S-O-U-L, I filled in the last letter before my visual got to it, made an assessment, decided it was soup, and my automatic decision system engaged. And I started thinking, huh, gypsy soup, and this is all in there a second, gypsy soup. I wonder if that's like you put in a bunch of different types of meat or vegetables or what is it, you know, you put in some grains. I don't know what it is. Well, I wonder what gypsy soup is, and I wonder why you're wearing a shirt that says gypsy soup on it. And and it wasn't until we got downstairs and started doing our session, I looked again, and I went, oh, my gosh, it said soul. I said, your shirt says gypsy soul, and she goes, Yeah. <laughs> And it was a false perception made real by my mind and conjured up a series of different scenarios regarding something that wasn't even there. And it was pretty naive or pretty innocent, but it was another example of seeing how quickly and easily I will change the perception in my mind based on what I think I'm experiencing experiencing and how wonderful of an opportunity it was when I shared that idea and it was perfectly in line with what we were working with as far as perception and, and, and perceiving it So those are the two things that were pretty benign and pretty, you know, non huge events. But I think both of them are really good examples of different principles that we are functioning with our, is in our show and a program in the community that we really have the opportunity to live by. And if I can be that far off on something as simple as F-O-U-P, and the letters, the F on the letter was four inches tall. <laughs> it wasn't small. I mean, it was big. And it was right <laughs> in my face. So those are the two things, and I thought, wow, what a great example how we can distort, how I'm able to distort something that is blatantly one way and make it another. And how wonderful it is for me to accept it and then laugh about it and, and then reaffirm how it's so important to invite Ruka for me to engage love and to invite Luca to tell me what I'm seeing, to invite Ruka to be my eye, to see through me and guide me in my perception.
2: For sure, and and who knows? I I look forward to uh, what the result will be in the experimentation you might do with this new gypsy soup idea, and who knows what you might come up with? Who knows where it might end up? You know, might end up with some yeah, awesome yeah. recipes. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, that's pretty much what I wanted to share, and just extend uh, my love to everyone.
2: All right, so you have a blessed day, and uh, hug those, keep hugging hugging those babies for us. They're well, I assume? I will.
4: I Yes, they are, and I, I have the opportunity to see Ty, um, our grandson, um, this afternoon. They're coming over in a little while. Mom and Sandy and Ty are coming over for a visit, and I'm looking forward to see them, and I'll give them a big hug, and think of all of you.
2: All right. That's a love and blessing. Take care. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. So once again, if you're on one of those stations where we can't see you in our control panel, our call-in number is 646-200-4169. We would love to hear your voice. How can we support you? How can we share uh, these tools, the refinements, the understanding of first century Aramaic forgiveness and all of the corollary tools that we've developed? By the way, if you uh, if you haven't engaged in the tools, you're welcome to go to our website, I'm not even sure right now, but I think our uh, website's probably up to about 8,000 pages, so you can spend lots of time, and Jeannie has just put a just so much support material uh, from every perspective you can imagine on the website. So you're certainly welcome to go to whyagain.org and and put the tools to work. There are links to videos, to audios, and, of course, radio shows. We've been, uh, we're in our 60 year, so there are probably, I don't know, getting somewhere up around 1,500 or so shows now that uh, you can go back and just give a click and listen to. And there's some really powerful conversations there. If you, uh, if you go to the bullseye uh, on the website, on the homepage, and click that, the third link down will give you a link to some of our favorite shows, some of what we consider to be the most important and the most powerful shows. If you uh, if you're not engaged in or haven't engaged in the first century Aramaic forgiveness process, or you know maybe you've been around this work a while and you're ready for coming to a new level of understanding of forgiveness, one of the uh, the most delightful. Uh, support devices that we've got on our website, of course is our YouTube page and if you go to actually any page on the uh, on the site on the right hand side, you'll see some links for uh, you know social media and one of those is a little square red and white square if you click on it or square with an arrow in it. If you click on it uh, it'll take you to uh, our YouTube site. And if you look for the PowerPoint presentation, you have to go through the list. I'm I'm actually working to understand if we can reorder those somehow so they'll be a little easier to find. But if you just go down and look for a video of a PowerPoint, Bill Costantino and I spent about a year going back and forth, and Bill is an expert at doing PowerPoint presentations, and he just put a lot of time, I mean, just a lot of time into creating a – a short-form way of understanding the why and how of first-century Aramaic forgiveness. He literally was able to capture in 24 minutes literally 35 years of my work. You know, the first 30 years I taught forgiveness, I couldn't tell you why or how it worked. Over the period of the last five or six years, uh, I've been taught how it works, and so we have a very concise and precise explanation of that in that PowerPoint presentation. And that's something that you can watch over and over and over and over and over again to build the brain cells for the depth of genius and wisdom that Yeshua put into this tool called forgiveness 2000 years ago. And what we're understanding in deeper and deeper ways all the time, you can just zip through that. You can literally take 35 years of my focused work and, bang, you're right there. And if this is fitting for you and making sense for you, I think you'll find that to be very helpful. I know that I watch it and I find it helpful. And so I think you'll you'll find it to be a very useful enhancement of understanding the way the human mind works and, in particular, understanding the first century Aramaic forgiveness process. So right-hand side, floating social media links, little red and white square with an arrow in it click the arrow takes you to our youtube channel and i don't know there are dozens and dozens and dozens of different videos on all kinds of different topics we're getting ready to put up uh, i'm I'm having some challenges with the new computer that i bought i was thought i'd have those up a couple of days ago but uh my computer is giving me some uh some hassles and so i haven't gotten those up but uh but we're working on it so hopefully within the next couple of days we'll have an additional 16 new videos or anywhere from 5 minutes to 15 minutes each from our uh, our new video, What is the World? and uh, I think you'll find that uh, to be very helpful. There's some powerful, powerful material there. So, Jeannie, uh, do we have anything happening in the chat room? Anybody with a hand up in the phone
1: queue? No, there's not on either, either condition, but... Uh... So while we're waiting for somebody to put their hand up, Rex uh, saying, you know, how he created that reality, that wasn't even actuality, uh, just on that one letter. I kind of had the same uh, experience yesterday. Of course, you know, I admit Uh that I wasn't 100% love all day yesterday. There was some fear activated around my mom's condition. And so a lot of things that happened yesterday, I didn't see it. I put quotes around seeing it accurately, and it was the perfect example of, you know, removing less than love from our system actually gives us the um, access to, it makes the um, most available, the best information and guidance for us to see things. And it was little things, kind of like Rex, but, you know, like one of the things is the easiest way to get in touch with half of my family is text. I mean, you can call somebody and they don't answer their phone, and then you send them a text and they answer it immediately. So it's like I'm not sure what that is. But anyway, so I texted constantly all day yesterday to my three brothers and my sister-in-laws and, you know, my son and and friends and different people. You know, and we were texting back and forth, people were wanting to know, you know, what the update was and things like that. And my one sister-in-law wasn't responding. And so finally, after about half of the day had gone through, And I asked my brother, I was like, you know, does Irene not text? And he goes, yeah, she texts all the time. said, we've been texting all day. And I was like, you know, well, she doesn't respond to me. So I didn't know if, you know, I had done something that had offended her or she wasn't interested or, you know, I I had all these, you know, I don't know what's going on here. And come to find out, I had the wrong phone number. So who knows who on the planet I was sending those texts to. But I had my (laughs) sister-in-law's phone number wrong in my phone so you know it was like so then once he gave me the correct number and I sent to her and I you know laughingly told her I was glad that I had the wrong phone number because I thought something was going on you know that I needed to you know clean up or something to make it right and and she just laughed and, and uh, she just assumed I guess since I was texting my brother that I wasn't texting her but you know just little things like that and how we don't see it how it really is and and we create this scenario of what's going on and and uh it also seemed like yesterday i was apologizing every time i turned around to somebody and uh so it's you know keeping the mindset of love is definitely a uh, key to seeing what's really going on
2: definitely and you know to uh to just take that one more step, you know, some of the comments in that state of mind that you made about yourself yesterday were like, Jeannie, what are you doing? As you sort of said some, not some nice things about yourself that just weren't the truth. And oh, so, no. yeah, that, that, yeah, yeah, that mindset of love uh, towards self and, uh, and letting go of the old hostility and fear-based minds definitely key to seeing ourselves and the world correctly. It's, uh, so important. So important. Good example. I'm small not, stuff, but.
1: Yeah. Good it is, example.
2: But Go the small.
1: There, What is it? Somebody says there is no small stuff, though.
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. Yes. And,
1: and I'm not sure. Rex disappeared off the switchboard for a second and then popped back on, so I'm going to turn him back on. Did you have something else to add, Rex?
4: I did, actually. Thank you, Jeannie. Um, All right. I, I noticed. I noticed, as you were talking, I you resonated something to me um, that might be helpful, and that was when you said, what I might have said or done that offended me, and and then Michael said some things about how you were a little hard yourself, and you talked about that as well, and when I usually have a thought that comes into my mind like that, I'm usually working with something around guilt and blame. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and, and I think part of it was about so being Jeannie, so far away.
3: Jeannie, I'm listening, and I can't hear Rex. He faded away, so I lost that point completely. Oh, okay. He yeah, was Rex just, saying just disappeared that when, there. Yeah.
4: Um, Rex, can you hear me now? Do you want to
3: repeat it, Rex?
4: <laughs> I sure will. Um, can you hear me now okay, Kim?
3: Yes, you're not loud, but you're there.
4: That's interesting. Okay, well, I'm talking right into the microphone, so... What I was saying is whenever I've had the thought in me that says, what might I have done or said that could have or did offend them, I realize I'm working with guilt and blame inside me. And so I was just offering to Jeannie, there may have been that there and just as an insight and support her in seeing that Jeannie, you are an amazing being of pure love. And any guilt or blame that you might, feel, or think is not accurate to who you really are.
2: I'll second that motion. Thank you. All in favor, say (laughs) aye. All in favor, say aye.
1: Motion carried. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, there there was some guilt around not being there.
2: Are you breathing, breathing,
1: sweetie? I'm working through that, yeah. Yeah,
2: good, good.
4: Well, I can sure resonate space. with that, Jamie, and I'm sure we all can.
2: Yeah, wouldn't it be nice to be able to bi-locate, be locate being two or three places at a time and carrying things forward? And sometimes that's not it.
4: My love and blessings. Thank you.
1: Thank you, and we are down to about 45 seconds. So if you just want to close, we it, are
2: yeah well thank you everybody for joining us we appreciate you and uh, bring a stranger to the show tomorrow in the meantime create the best year yet of your eternal life it's an awesome gift to give the world blessings
1: thank you for listening to Mind Shifters Radio with the Forgiveness Doctor Dr. Michael Rice and myself Jeannie Rice as we present the internal Aramaic process of forgiveness. We are here every Monday through Friday on Earth Angels Radio. For more on Michael Genie or Aramaic forgiveness, please visit www.whyagain.org. That's www.whyagain.org.